story anyway. So. Oh, geez. Caught me gushing about some girl's show. I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> it's okay. We all knew you liked My Little Pony. You just yeah. had to have no, the courage to say it. I just saw like a convention spot on that earlier today from like, you know, Cringetopia or something on Reddit. And it's like, oh, God. I know that they exist in real life, but like it's so much worse when you see them at a convention, you know. I like... am I am horribly addicted to that subreddit. Oh yeah, I, I just see shit that that's... comes through and it it physically hurts me sometimes. So yeah, I don't I don't actually browse it. So mm. but I can't help myself, and it's like I'm just sitting there, with my feet are curled up and cringe, and I can't uncurl them. And it's like, <laughs> but I just keep reading. I just Learned keep something scrolling. new about you. So apparently it's like SAPs in the for, toes. Uh, for your wanting to feel terrible about your life. Yeah, for real life. Yeah. Or better. I mean, you could read that and be like, God, I'm so much better than I thought I was. <laughs> True. We should try and bottle that topic for next week since we don't have one. So cringe topia, we each like, go and like pick like the five cringe topia ones. No, I was I was just thinking people were better than, you know, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, there's <laughs> never not a good time to tell people how much better we are than them. I have Prince never gone a day thinking to myself, I shouldn't tell people how much better I am than them. <laughs> it's never occurred. It's, it's why we gave you a platform with our podcast. Yes. So it needed to be everybody broken. needed to hear this message. It was just one so dozen powerful. one dozen people a week needed to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're three of the dozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going about first. Dresden Files allies take three, right? Yes. We were so mad we had to add three. We had to add two and a half villains to the list. So. I see Marconis here. I thought he was a bad guy, Justin. Yeah, he's actually talking about Ramirez. So, so funny thing about this, you know how you referred to me as Justin, Mm -hmm. and what do you call Alex? The director, uh, that's because she's director. in charge around here. I got no authority. I do what she tells me to do. So I had to put Marcone on the list. So Okay. <laughs> I'm right. I'm better with the Marcone being on this list than I was with uh, Maeve being on the villains list. But, you know, whatever. So do we want to start with him since you're going to single him out? Yeah, go. You two can argue about that. I'll sit back with Andres for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Marcone's like the enemy of my enemy. That's as close to being an ally as he is. So there we go. That's it. We did. Marcone, on the amount of times that we see in the books, is probably more often helpful to Dresden than Ebenezer. So he should go right up between Molly and Ebenezer. Okay, now that's that's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> I think, and you know I that. Like, did you craft that loyalty in place in here? Is he loyal to Dresden in any way? Does he want the good things for Harry at all? I don't. Yeah, he wants to help him and, and then stand out of the way because Dresden is going no. to take care of other bad guys and yeah. do good things. That he wants Marcone's Dresden to, to take care from. of Marcone's problems. And if yes. he has to give Dresden the tiniest bit of help along the way, then so be it. Uh, notwithstanding the deeps. Right. Because that's obviously like one of the biggest examples. And then, you know, I guess we could give him battlegrounds because you can't blow up Chicago. That's where I keep all my stuff. But I don't really think that Marcone did it because Dresden was there. Right. Marcone did it. I was mostly thinking of changes because Dresden was expecting to have to bargain with him. And he's like, no, I'm just giving this freely. If you think that this needs to happen, it's probably going to be to my benefit. 
and it is going to be to dress his benefit to save his little girl. Because he gave him Vaterung's name? Yeah. And had Guard take him there. See, my problem with that, though, is that we've seen from Vaterung's side everything since then. Vaterung will go out of his way to be helpful anyway, so I can't, I can't, like, the last thing that I would assume is that Marcone actually did that to his benefit. Like, his or Harry's, really. For all we know, Vaterung was like, oh, by the way, if you know any Harry Dresdens, give him my card. You know, and like, well, that's oddly specific, Vaterung. <laughs> well, yeah, don't, don't worry about it, my dude. Just if you run into a Harry Dresden, give him my card. That's all I'm saying. It could you know, be. Like... There's a lot of times where the there's a setup of you can you deserve the answer when you're smart enough to ask the question. And that was the moment where Dresden was smart enough sure. to ask the question of how do I find these people? And right. Marcone's like, well, you need to ask Odin. So here you go. But also you're going to take care of my competition below the border. <laughs> so. Yeah, like the whole thing. Well, and Marcone also didn't know what the reaction was going to be. I mean, he was surprised when Guard came back and said, you know, he will see the wizard. You have not incurred it by even asking this. And he was like, interesting. Yes, Mm -hmm. he was willing to take the debt of having helped Dresden because it was going to be that beneficial to Marcone. And it just turned out to be a freebie to everyone. True. true. We can move him from F all the way up to above Susan then. (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I didn't I really know, think I'm, that was that was a competition. I mean, Susan is just. I mean, well, I I personally would put him in C tier somewhere. Like, don't don't get me wrong, right? Like, he is competent and he is useful to Dresden True. and vice versa, right? But we're talking about allies, right? Like, you know, right. um, an incompetent that... bad guy could be useful to Dresden doesn't make him an ally per se, right? So of all the time, let's say, let's compare like Marcone to Butters. Butters was helpful, has been helpful several times. Butters okay. has also become a pain and the reason that skin game went so sideways when Marcone is right. helping from the background the whole time and has been well, helping in almost every book of either just being there, here's some information, or even him and his people to, being the victims. To settle a score... In terms of winning games, also, who, how how hard did your your arms get twisted for map to be up in S tier by Alex? <laughs> Not much. They didn't fight okay. me on that one. <laughs> no, I was we, happy with that. We did. I was fine with that. Yeah, I I challenged it a bit, but I think I got overruled. So, but okay. yeah, but I mean, Mab's Mab's at least his benefactor and generally on team reality. I don't. Mab tries to kill Harry much more than Marcone ever does. Marcone is always asking for his help. And And saved his life in the alley despite fate wanting him dead. Yeah. Yeah. Helped him with the deeps and is constantly, I mean, like at most they were at odds of things like death masks because they're both trying to get the shroud, but they had the complication Nicodemus. The alley thing, fair point. He he can go up behind Lara, actually. That's That's. That seems fair. Him and Lara, they should be about even. I mean, that would be poetic since her inclusion is what included Marcone. So, I mean, because to me, since you brought up Butters and then immediately pivoted off of your own argument, to me, the major difference between Butters and Marcone as far as it comes to being an ally is intentions. And kind of what we talked about with Lara last time, which is, Marcone and Dresden are going to duke it out. Like if the two of them are alive on the last scrap of earth floating through the cosmos, they will fight. 
That doesn't sound like an ally to me, right? Butters isn't going to fight him at the end. Lara's probably not going to fight him at the end. At least my perspective, I understand that I might be out on an island on my on my own with that. But that's why I think that Lara deserves to be an ally versus Marcone, right? Marcone is an ally of convenience, right? But like Butters does bad things to Harry, but with good intentions because he's an incompetent ally, which is why he's not rated higher. Marcone does good things for Dresden, but with bad intentions, right? When he gives when he gives Harry some money or information or something like that, he's not doing it for Harry's benefit. It's an investment. He's going to get it back. He's not doing it for any altruistic purposes. He's not like, well, Harry generally saves children when he's running around, so we should help Harry because we've got the same interests. It's an investment. That's not really an ally to me, right? That's like, no different than Mav. So yeah, we true, and like that's why Mav so, is too high. Thank you for saying <laughs> so because I was the one that said that Mav maybe shouldn't be so high on the list, right? That maybe Mav's got some ulterior motives and Mav is actually kind of a bad guy. She's just like the only Our thing that we've got, right? <laughs> you know exactly, right? Mav literally comes out and says, "I would do something else if I could see a way to do it." but I can't. So I will be the bad guy because that's what must be done. Right. Yeah. Whereas Marcone's just a bad guy. Cause he's an asshole and likes money and power. Uh, no, know? he's doing that yes. is his way of having power. Yes. Having power to be able to protect <laughs> what he cares about. Just like Matt, which is that's, you know, that's, Chicago and the Chicago. continental United States. And you know, all those, all those helpless people south of the border that you mentioned that Marcone's just going to help out of the goodness of his heart. He's a bad guy with a heart of gold doesn't make him not a bad guy, right? Like, just because he helps women and children and he disappears people that violate his rules doesn't make him suddenly good. He's still that's... absolutely a mobster. <laughs> but that's what, that, that's what actually makes Marcone an interesting character, right? Because you can kind of see him both ways depending on... I guess who you are and how you like see these things. Like Alex can, Alex see these things in a different light than Justin does. And well, I think Justin has valid has has good points, especially like everything he said about Marcone. I think the only thing where I would kind of disagree is Marcone and Dresden on the last two left. I think at least Marcone is too much of a pragmatic. Uh, unless Harry wants to force the fight, Marcone just be like. It's just, it's just us, dude. Fuck it. Like, let's just, let's just call I mean, it a day. Maybe, maybe at the end of all things, because like, what power is he going to exert? But just, t- just take the, just take the beach scene from Battlegrounds, right? You know, not today. That kind of tells me he's still planning it, right? I, I think damn well that what happened at Even Hand and where he shot down the Fomor, that bullet was not intended for the Fomor. That bullet mm-hmm. was intended for Harry Dresden. And then Marcone saw an opportunity or or a necessity, and that's where he talked to Guard about making more, because obviously the Fomor is an entire nation of creatures like Harry Dresden, where they're going to have all these magic users and they're going to need more weapons like this. And that just happened to work out for Battlegrounds. But the genesis of that plan was to shoot Harry Dresden and to break through his shield and kill him, because that's exactly what the bullet was there for. That's not an ally move. And then, if like, you want to look at it from Ellie's shit, point of view, I mean, I don't, the list, that's the one. It's not missed. an ally move in the same way Batman having a kryptonite bullet just in case is not an ally move. 
I mean, Dresden's happily hey. told Marcone he's coming for him every chance he's got. So I'd be prepared. You're, you're going to get us down a wild rabbit hole of how I don't think that Batman preparing to stop an evil Superman is like the wildest, craziest plan out there. And I mean, if well, you really want to wrap your not. head around and twist somehow Dresden being the same thing, you could do that. But I don't think Marcone cares. I don't think Marcone is like he did. I don't. I don't recall somewhere in the text and you're the encyclopedia. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall somewhere in the text where Marcon was like, we need more of these bullets just in case Dresden really does turn evil and decides to start eating people. Whereas no, it's like it's no, a real threat with Superman. It's happened. They've run into extra dimensional versions of Superman that have also done that. Right. So for Batman, it's pragmatic. Whereas for Marcon, it's like, I got to be able to take out my competition is the only well, that's just reasoning pragmatic that looking in a different direction. I mean, it's the same. That's a villain move. That's sure. like, well, Lex Luthor's got a kryptonite, but of course he does. He's the villain. That's the whole point, right? But the, I suppose <laughs> the difference between Luthor and Dresden, or Luthor and Marcone would be super, I mean, by and large, either way, actually, no, it's probably about the same because I'm sure Superman would tell Lex he's coming for him too. And if, yeah. and if the good guy's telling you that, then what else are you going to do? Right. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think this pragmatism is like it's kind of an essential feature of Marcone's character. It's an essential feature of all of the Dresden Files characters. How many people well, don't have a, a backup of Dresden is scary. We need a way to take him out just in case. Mm -hmm. And everyone has had this hanging over him the whole time. Same thing with Man, Morgan or Ebenezer, Mab probably. Really? Ebenezer's talked about all the ways he's going to take out Harry when he turns. Well, he did, and then he, it was the well, one that yes, yeah, because he's an idiot and a jackass. But We've that was the that, threat when, like, but... why Ebenezer took him under his wing when he was a teenager, like because if he steps out of line, I will kill him. He just refused to do so. Eh. I mean, that was also okay. probably the that was the selling point to the council. That was his grandson. He was going to, you know, look after right. him. I don't think he was really planning to. Kill him. Yeah, but I don't think the council knew. Not many of them, not all of them, probably. That I think, Ebenezer I was think his that's grandfather. part of the point. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Ebenezer told the council that was the thing, but that's why it didn't happen. It's because he didn't actually have any plans or intentions of doing so. Right, but and I don't think he had any plans whole, or intentions of doing so in peace talks. It just happened. Right. That the council as a whole has been guy. preparing <laughs> that to take runs in the family. <laughs> And I don't, you can't say the council as a whole because there's hundreds of wizards and we've obviously seen several of them that have been allies of Dresden's at one point in time. And so Merlin. almost so all of the them. The leadership, sure. You know, team uh, all of the Merlin, leadership, fine. Team you Merlin, know. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you think Martha Liberty is over there with a the knife every time she talks to Dresden, just hoping that he, you know, frowns I mean, at her the wrong way? Like, give me a break. She might not you be on the verge about to stab up? him, but she was the one who mentioned in Summer Night of, you know what he was meant to be. This is why he is dangerous. Okay. Yeah, that's caution. That's not, I got a loaded gun just waiting for Dresden. I'm cautious around dogs I haven't met. Doesn't mean I'm getting ready to like kill them or something. Like it doesn't mean I've got literally a flintlock enchanted from a bullet that killed a hero 300 years ago in my back pocket. Let's I... not make some false equivalencies here on the lengths that Marcone went to have a weapon ready she for She has the loaded Dresden. bullet of the black staff as sure being on the senior council can order him to do so. That gun's shooting blanks in more than one way if you catch my drift. So, you know, 
You don't know that he doesn't still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could still make. Yeah, are you saying Ebenezer fucks? Let's that's... just get it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're 16 minutes Happily. of the episode. We could drop an F bomb now. Also, I think if you're, I think if your neighbor's pitbull walked up to you and was like, "Hey, buddy, give it a year, but I'm coming for you," you might invest in yeah, some sort there's... of home security. Yes, but there's a difference. Right, I know. You do I'm understand a, a difference between a defensive posture and an offensive posture. Marcone went and got a gun and said, "Someday I'm going to use this on Harry Dresden." I went and got a gun because my neighbor's pit bull is on the loose and said, "Someday I might have to defend myself against the pit bull." That's not quite the same thing. But I know, if is, we get like you really say, there is the point of the Dresden wire, has said like he's coming for him at some point. He knows Marcone he's knows on the he's defensive. He's a bad guy. Marco knows he's that a bad guy. To die. Sure, but I th- but there's a difference, right? Marcone kills people. He makes no bones about it. He knows he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So defending himself going... against the hero doesn't sound like an ally thing to do. Well, no, but uh, he has the out <laughs> of being told in the same way that because if you you could make the argument, he could make the argument. Insofar as our interests are always aligned, I have basically been nothing but helpful to you. And every time we get into a discussion, you tell me you're going to stab me one day. So, all right, come and stab me, but you better not miss. And I think the totality of what Marcon has it is probably going to be highlighted in the same way that Ramirez is on this list, but he has tanked himself of late sure. to go. I think Marcon gets the benefit of even if you want to call it enemy of my enemy is my friend, he gets the benefit of up until it actually happens, You, his track record is what it is, and he has been helpful. Whether or not the interests are aligned being the reason, yeah, but that's, he has been. But that's kind of the argument, though, right? Because we, we've we talked about the efficacy of them being allies. We've talked about also like their willingness for it, right? So, for example, Bob being B-tier, Partially because whoever picks up his skull gets to, you know, wane his, you know, his allegiance. Mm-hmm. As long right? as Harry has to, t- if it's Bob Harry holds, it's S tier, right? But because right. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Marcone, if he was actually on Harry's side, might be an S tier ally, but he ain't. And he's always going to have that knife. Everybody's seen that meme with that old lady in the bunny. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's Marcone. <laughs> Marcone looks friendly. He's gonna smile. He's gonna help. Yeah, I'll share it to you later. So, no, but uh, yeah, but it's like, come on, dude. Marcone, Marcone's not in it for Harry Dresden in any way, shape, or form, other than he's hoping that Harry's gonna take out some of his competition for him. Literally, that's all he wants out of Harry. If Harry bumps off tomorrow, that's gonna actually put Marcone out in the sense that now Marcone's got to do more work. <laughs> not because oh no harry dresden yeah exactly right so that i'm saying i'm fine with him going as high as a b minus if that's what we want to do so we can move on but like yeah, he could be behind you know, or just i think Laura, i think his way. intentions definitely balance out his efficacy in this case right so and i i think shit wouldn't that be a fun way to wrap up 12 months is that the bad guy is Harry's contractually obligated to side with Lara and Lara and Marcon are in a, a turf war because we know that's coming at some point anyway. Right. 
It has to. They've been both built up the entire series. Marcone's already got into it with vampires as we've sort of skirted the edge of discussing anyway. So, you know, just wait until... (laughs) Harry doesn't care. He doesn't want either of them to win, but he's going to have to help one of them, right? Well, that's why he's probably going to be the third wheel. You know, Chicago's my territory. Both of you fuck off type deal. Which I'd be okay with that too, but they're not going to just fuck off right so that's well, no, that's where but... the conflict comes in <laughs> so. yeah, well he can fuck one of them off sort of <laughs> i think b minus is is fair and yeah. we already had the locker scene so yes <laughs> and laura will still be you know burning and everything so that's not a good idea yeah well not after he has marcone so no, that's a good point what are oh. you saying andreas I just I think B minus is is a fair place to He's put him. With me. He can be at the back. So B too. Yeah, what I was gonna what I was gonna call out the director for is like if you could put him anywhere, you're gonna put him in S tier, or what are you gonna do? No, not S, uh, because okay. he is he does sometimes hold back information or make Dresden ask for it. Uh, like White Knight was a good example, but he's throughout the whole series. Like was it chapter two or something? We meet Marcone and Marcone saying go away and be safe and don't get involved in this, which is not what Dresden wants to hear, but he's, he has been there the whole time and actually hasn't been an antagonist. So You know I would... that wasn't out of the goodness of his heart, right? That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> literally straight out of the mafia playbook. None I'm of it doing needs something to be out illegal of the goodness and of his it doesn't, heart. I don't need him to be... It doesn't need to involve you. Please go. He tried to pay Dresden off just like yep. he's paid off half of the Chicago PD yep. or all of them for all we know. It... Like, Intention that's a bad guy move. That's list. not an ally move. Intention can matter. Inten- but intention does matter. That's fine. But I don't have a problem with the character having an ulterior motive with their intention. Just like Mab. I have no problem with the fact that Mab is using Dresden as a pawn in the, this game of Outer Gates reality chess. I have no problem with that. She tried to kill him like 80 times. Having, that's fine. Having parallel goals or something like that, that's different than having an ulterior motive right like marcone wants to win marcone wants to have control over at least the mortal stuffs right i don't think he's got any bones that he's going to play against mab which is part of why he signed on to the accords so that he could have that cover you know and whatever else but like that's not the same as like paying off the guy who's going to go off your competition because it like he wasn't like go home and be safe because he's up at night worrying about Dresden, right? That's not that's not an ally move anywhere. That's that's a bad guy move. You say that, so. but when it turns out he's actually Malcolm Dresden all along and we didn't know it. Then... <laughs> Talk because about daddy issues. It's what the like, author would do. Yes. Well, okay. Thank you for that. So, so where would you put him, ideally, if you had the final say? I think he's more helpful than any of the rest of the people in B. I agree with that. I think he's got worse intentions than anybody Anyone else in in B. So, so be it is. Great. And I mean, it sounded like two B minuses, and I'm okay with that. So, I mean, I think yeah. he's very on par with Lara, except I think Lara has better intentions than him. I think Lara has right. worse yeah, intentions. Lara's tried to eat him already. <laughs> well, who <Thinks> hasn't? <laughs> Me. I also think she's changed <laughs> since then. We are 23 minutes into this, so are we going to yeah. keep fighting, or Next. are we okay with that? Next. 
One of these should be easy. <laughs> one of one of them's going in F tier, so this really shouldn't be hard. Look, man, Lauro at least wants to jump his bones. That might be literal and figurative, but like, you know, with skeleton part, not the other thing. But, you know, like uh, still slightly better intentions. Like I, I personally, maybe I'm being duped. Maybe Jim Butcher is that great of an author. But I think I think Laura has come around a little bit where she does want to be on Team Dresden, minus the whole misunderstanding of her brother, which I think was still stupid anyway. Um, but Marcone like you had a couple of examples for sure, but I, I don't think he's ever done anything for Dresden out of the goodness of his heart. Maybe, maybe the back alley thing for inexplicable reasons. And maybe the, you know, introducing Vaterung, but that one's not one that it's not like Vaterung or Dresden couldn't have made a connection somewhere else. So that one's kind of zero sum to me. That's all. So that's why I think he should be behind Lara which we should really work on phrasing when we're talking about the white court. So anyway, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. And, and, and when he makes a pass at Dresden in front of Laura, that's just going to prove that he's really not a bro. So after the whole locker thing, just had to bring that up. I don't know. Okay. Should we, should we talk about somebody that the director is going to love so that she stops frowning? So You'd have to ask her who that is because I don't know. Well, wow, that would be Leah, I'm, probably. She, yeah, she can't tell, but I'm looking at her. But yes, that I was thinking Leah. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think, I don't think Leah's really that much of an ally either, but she's probably at Le least more of an ally. I think than Leah Marcone. belongs between Vaterung and Mouse. I think, I think Leah is, uh, first of all, that's insane, but. Uh, <laughs> So is Leah, but <laughs> I think Leah is one of the most efficient allies in terms of overall result we've seen. What she's done for Harry, but she, I think she might be one with one of the ones with the worst intentions. Like I don't <laughs> I, trust no, her. Hold on, she has the all. best of intentions. She I, just no is legal with it. She has the worst. I don't know what fucking deal she made with Dresden's mom, but. I swear, in the end, we're gonna find out it was she's a bad guide to Harry all along. Somehow, I swear. No, she was going to turn him into a hound to keep him safe because otherwise, he was running around Chicago, naked, fighting frog monsters, and he could just be safe in wherever she keeps her dogs. Like, wouldn't isn't that the best of intentions that a godmother could have? And honoring the bargain that she made with Margaret to keep the son safe. So. I'm pretty sure she, I would put her on the same kind of wavelength as Meb insofar as she's one of those characters that even though Harry goes kicking and screaming, it's usually for his benefit the whole time. Like she knows better. The difference between her and Mab is Mab's job and her mantle and however she gets it, her, her level of efficiency is magnitudes higher and she's not as emotional by any stretch. Whereas Leah is, you know, kind of cuckoo pants even before she went cuckoo pants. So she's much more prone to being um, mean for the sake of it. Whereas Mab pretty much is mean just because she needs to drill it into Harry's head. Like, you need to get the fuck over this. We got a job to do. So uh, I'd probably put her in A tier, but, you know, maybe in the middle of it. or mm, towards I'd the put her ahead of Molly because of the... Efficiency and she's part of the reason why Molly is as good as she is. 
because of the whole Bragley well, and all I, that? That depends on how you, I mean, you could attribute a lot of the ways Molly has gone now to being, I mean, Leah, Leah trained her, but she also had her living on the street as a crazy person. So which was effective. Sure, but she's coming to her own now after getting the mantle. I mean, how much of that is also now Mab taking over the, the, the training? So, I mean, it's not like it was nothing. But, again, I think Leah is a solid... She's got to be a tier under Mab because of her scale of power and her emotional state and all this stuff. It brings her down at least a tier. Where would you put her, Andreas? Mm, I think... I think a high B, top of B. I don't like, I would never put a map that high either, by the way. To me, anyone with the intentions that map and Leah has. Of saving reality. For, oh, for Leah Harry. Allies, allies to Harry. He's a yeah, tool. To can destroy reality. It's where I keep yeah. all my shit. Like, God, yeah, right. the interests are very aligned. What in all of the books have given you the impression that Leah gives a shit about reality? Um, the fact that she fought against the nemesis infection. She wanted to be herself. She wanted to be on the side of... of I was just pure, obstinate. I just, I'm my own bossness. That's why she also wanted to throw her over the map. She doesn't want to be nemesis and she doesn't want things to be destroyed. I mean, if she wanted to fight map, she could. She probably has. Uh, she yeah. probably did. Also, let's face it, Ma- <laughs> Maeve wanted to be her own bossness and then went right along with the reality destroying entity. So, yeah. right, yeah, there, yeah. I priorities here. I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of good intentions out of Leah, which is probably a different argument. But yeah, like nothing. So like Mab Mab expounds upon the fact that she does the thing that she does because she's Mab and because it's the only way that she sees out, right? Leah does what Mab wants and and or she does what she wants because that relates to Harry Dresden, right? You know, like Leah's never said, like, I'm doing this so that you can help save the world someday or anything remotely relating to the fact that she is trying to help anybody save the planet other than she does what her queen requires and she does what she wants with Dresden. Yeah, I, again... Probably no, her, her ally but... argument, I think, lies a lot stronger in the bargain she has with with his mom. Because yeah, I which, mean, that's not, but that's not an argument. That's fae nature. It, she could have made that re- that with the red cap. It doesn't make him an ally. No, but we I think in the, him on in the same way that Bob is beholden to whatever you know, right. whoever's holding him at the time. This sure. is a more permanent beholdence because it exists until we don't know what. I mean, it, okay. it, it's basically his whole life. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for the scary? I'd put her, I'd put her behind Molly and in front of Ebenezer. Okay. So that's not, I mean, that's what I said in between. So I'm right. But I'm just, I'm looking at it. I think she, I think, I think her efficacy and her general, you know, you know exactly what to expect from her. I was going to say trustworthiness, but I felt like that was a step and can too I also far. Just say- can that... you give her a few more points because she's hot? <laughs> no. That, that's how we're she's his it. godmother, you sick. Who cares? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, like, that's I know not a relation no at relation. all. Exactly. I'm not, not related to my blood. Whatsoever. You're telling me that's not a little weird? Like, no. 
that we're getting we're getting it's very dangerously weird. close to to step ladder territory. All right, like you know, just because your step parent doesn't have a, a blood relation doesn't make that not weird. Okay. Yeah. If they were, so, we're talking about humans here. We're talking about you yeah, know, she's ethereal. A, fairy. She's a fairy godmother. The, the rules okay. don't apply. Do, do we want? Do we want to? Like, well, what rules don't apply? Are, are we saying like the rules of power brokerages and consent? Because the fact that she's very clearly a more powerful entity means that it can never be a consensual relationship, right? You oh, can never, you can never assume that now. there isn't a level of co coercion. So I would say they're about equal, honestly. No, what in terms of power, not a chance. No, in terms yeah. of like hierarchy, I guess I was thinking of the Winter Court because of like as powerful as she is, she is the the second <laughs> to Mab, and he is the Winter Knight. It's, it's a like, very yeah, weird hierarchy, but yeah, I'm, I'm no, I, I'm pretty They're sure she outranks Molly in a lot of ways. Possibly, could be, yeah. So anyway, what I what I was saying is that I think I think her efficacy is better than Sonya and Thomas. You at least know what to get out of her, you know, mm -hmm. can a crazy style, and you know, trust her to her word because she's a she and can't lie. Um, I mean, she hasn't tried to kill Harry any more times than Ebenezer has at this point. So, <laughs> I mean, it was a very cool suit of armor, you know, with the pauldrons and the yeah. ridiculousness and everything. But, yeah. Oh, she has a stronger example after the battle when she says she'll take him to the grave whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. Right. And treat the body with as much that. respect as he would himself. Yeah, that's fair. So, is there like... And and really, if we're going to play the hotness, can we deduce a couple of points? Because it's certainly weirder than the thing with Molly, right? Right. Like really? I'm Hold on. You think that Dresden and Leah is weirder than Dresden and Molly? Dresden yeah, and Molly is I weirder. Do. I but, don't really? think either of them are all that weird. But I mean, I don't think either of them are all that weird, except he is ex especially uncomfortable with Molly as an idea every single time. No, yeah. I'm his his comfort aside. That's one thing, but like, geez, I thought you were going a different direction. Because, for example, let's just make sure and get out in front of the fact that I'm not talking about any crazy ass implications that Dresden groomed Molly. And if there were any implications about that, tell me that Leah didn't literally groom Harry. So again, she ignored him weirdness. for most of the time. I mean, as he was growing up. She probably was uh, able to find him. It's like, well, he's being fed in clothes. Look, man, oh, now there's an outsider. She wanted now to I turn have... him into a hellhound. She wanted to literally groom him, okay? <laughs> like with a brush. <laughs> Gotta wonder about her fetishes now. <laughs> no, I don't no, think you have to I wonder. Don't. I think they're pretty <laughs> spelled out. Look, man, her... Never mind. I just can't even say it. Okay, so... I, I'm a putter behind Molly. Does anybody have a, other than the director, does anybody have a strong quibble? Because you wanted her up behind Vaterung, which I just don't see, or Mouse, which. I mean, I love Mouse. Like, except, for that brain, except for that brain bleed of Map and S tier, then, you know, the S tier is pretty good. They all, they're loyal. They're, they have good intentions, I feel like. They're, they're powerful, except Murphy, but she has, like, loyalty in spades, at least. Not but, anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, okay. I will not put Leah in S tier. Are, are you gonna be all that broke up, director? I mean, I still thought that she should go above Molly because she was integral in making Molly as effective as an ally as she is. So she should get some bonus credits. Yeah, balanced yeah, but, against but, the fact I mean, that she. I don't. I don't think she can. I mean, this is where it gets a little tricky with her because I don't think. But for the fact that she has the deal, 
that she would be as loyal as Molly is, for example, or even Ebenezer or Thomas. But I mean, her, if she didn't have the deal, she bumps it up. Right. If she didn't have the deal, she'd be she wouldn't be on this list, right? She'd well, probably largely ignore Harry unless you know Mab told them to interact. That's, and it's possible that's that all, yeah, I guess it would only be a matter of if she had some sort of previous relationship with his mother and maybe a fondness for her, and it would have been more of a, uh, you know, I liked her kid, let's see what I can do here, as right. opposed to literally being bound to do it in whatever way it is. Yeah, but some did. amount of affection probably was there as a reason as to getting into the bargain in the first place. That's possible. I mean, would to you be, take a bargain to, to protect a child that you hated? Well, I mean, that depends what you got. I, I so I I actually put extra energy into not hating children, you know. So I mean, oh, it depends. Kids, it depends on the age, and well, you, you know, know, Leo. Would yeah, I mean, have if you're for fifteen and yelling at your mom, maybe, but you know, but like a no, three-year-old. There's some six-year-olds that need to be hated. That's fine. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. No. They can we'll grow out of it. That doesn't mean you don't Maybe, have... You, you can that be our topic next week? When's it okay to start hating children? Oh, won't we get canceled for that? Because that's a terrible concept. The moment anyway. they wake you up that first night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can hate things that they do isn't the same as just, like, hating them, right? Like, you know. No, you have to wait till they get some personality to start hating them. I think that's is a, good, is a good range to start hating yeah. kids. Why does well, EG have what seems like an actual thought-out opinion on this? I'm I'm not. I, I'm I was not, a, I was a camp counselor for a few years. Oh God! Yeah, I'm not oh. I'm not trying to play the parent card, but I actually have a six-year-old that lives with me. So I'm just saying, I, it might be a little too early. Like, you could start forming some opinions about it, but yeah, like, he's, yeah, his life's not over yet. Kid. Sure. Yeah, I mean. That's well, what it is. I'm, I'm, and not the okay. fact that I'm a decent human being who doesn't no. hate children. <laughs> no, if, there, if there was somebody else's six-year-old, snot-nosed six-year-old running around, you'd have a little bit of hate depending on what they were doing. Well, yeah, but I I generally gear that towards their parents. I mean, the wife and I talk about all the time, be like, oh my God, he just did that. His parents are terrible. So I know where the source of the problem is. We say that about our kid. <laughs> like, So yeah, I got no bones about that. But yeah, it, what like he's not even self-aware enough yet to be making his own decisions for you to hate him for that's what i'm saying like six is still too young eight ish 10 12 somewhere in there maybe but we'll see it should be before 12 they, they're they're people before 12 i mean they're what are you republican they're to people earlier than that but well, just like you know they have like a they have a personality <laughs> They have like a, a whole person there that's still developing, but it's like I can understand if you say that he doesn't have half a brain at six, but like at eight he should. He should have. I'm he, not. I'm not even talking is. about his like his genetic development because if we want to get into that, there are arguments to be made for 25, right? Because your brain's still developing until you're 25, but we're going to send you yeah. to war at 18. Sure, mm. okay, but anyway, um, okay. But look, we got four minutes to talk about the next five dudes, like four minutes each. So. Maybe we should get on. Well, again, one of these should be very easy and is F tier. I will hear no you're argument. Wrong. You're wrong, EJ. You know who you're thinking about, arguments. and you're wrong. Look, so man, wrong. Fort Hill makes sandwiches. That's at least D tier. So Fort Hill is way higher than that. Yeah. I like if you want to do F for Fort Hill because it's poetic, then sure. Yeah, you know. obviously. 
Now, Pick Ford, one. We can do Ford Hill and be easy because I honestly don't care where we put him. I've never been enamored with him, but I don't hate him. I just put him wherever. I literally don't ally. care. S plus. Got it. I'm, I'm I think, you know I what? Think if you want to do that because of the sandwiches, fine. I re- <laughs> I, that's the thing. Part of his <laughs> sandwich is S plus. <laughs> part of his part of his allyship is a little simple. It's like he's just the kind of the guy you go to his house and he gives you food. And he also kind of talks to you and hands you a flask every once in a while. So that's he's fine. He's an emergency babysitter for Michael. Right. But right. he's, oh, that's the thing. He's more helpful to Michael, who is by association, therefore able to be more helpful to Harry, I guess. He, he's teacher, right? He's like Billy and George. He's not that powerful, but he's super loyal to the Dresden mm-hmm. I was crew. I put him near Mortimer Lindquist of just like, he doesn't have a lot of power, but what he does do, he does it well of like providing sandwiches and cots for people to sleep in and uh, drums of holy water. Just because I'm this is him on make... Billy Georgia personally, because they, yeah. they're, they're super loyal, right? They are, um, but they're not very powerful. I feel like Fort Hill's very much in the same kind of vein. Okay. Just because it's going to make EG roll his eyes, do we give him any points for what happened in Ghost Story confronting the, the gang members and stuff? You know, like. It was kind of stupid, but also really, you know, that was your character. He has I mean, some convictions, I, it, he has some morals, and he'll stick by them. I'm not going to argue that it's not something he wouldn't do, shouldn't do, maybe, but that's, you know, if this book was full of people who did what they should do, it would have been a lot shorter of a series. Yep. <laughs> so that's right. not as much of a, you know, there's, there's should and shouldn't do within character, and then there's should and shouldn't do within common sense right his was in character it was fine as far as i was concerned it's just director where did you put him i was thinking around mort but it's like you're right we could put him around billy and georgia that's fine i don't have a problem with that yeah that's high andreas is around billy and georgia eg doesn't care nope i think what pulls Mort up is he is he's on a way higher power level mostly i didn't place him there but i would also maybe have put him lower because way high power, way lower loyalty. Uh, so yeah, kind of a coward. Well, he's a smart. Stuck, he's a smart guy. I'm stuck between his his overall true efficacy to the story is probably below Susan, but I can score extra points on the director if I put him above Marcone. So you know, no, no reaction to that. She's thinking it over, right? I mean, like more than a... two, really? He's Dude, certainly less of a pain in the ass than Buddy. Like, no, I'm thinking that it really is more appropriate to put him near Billy and Georgia, but it's like because he does, he doesn't have much power. It's this is like Mike the Mechanic showing up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Allies Part Four. We'll put we'll put Kincaid and Mike the Mechanic on the list. Oh, oh Mike the Mechanic is S tier. How's the yeah. Beetle gonna get around? Like, hello. I was going to say, listen, Kincaid and Goodman Gray are S tier as long as Harry pays first. So that's true. <laughs> it's all true. conditional. Yeah. I would yeah. say, and Goodman Gray is way higher than Kincaid there because Goodman Gray is affordable. No, uh, see, I said I don't care, but not if you're going to put him below Susan. That, that's not <laughs> yeah, no. Below Susan. No, 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 no. Should we just get this out of the way? Yes, then? fine. Please put her down there. Yeah, fine. Please. Right. Sure. Is that make everybody happy? Yeah. No. Well, it makes me happier. No. You 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 want Susan higher? No. I just, I 
I understand why people hate her, but I also think that she's getting unfairly maligned beyond the reasons to have an actual issue with her. I disagree. And I I'm explained all of this in the previous episode. Other people put them higher. I mean, she's actively antagonistic to Dresden after, well, up to the party, like, you know, certainly from the party on, whereas Fort Hill's never been antagonistic to Dresden. No, he just proselytizes. Yeah, I was like, he he's on he's on the opposite side of my I have no problem with, with Dresden, Fort Hill's but... placement. I have more of an issue of uh, Susan moving down a tier. She can move a down a tier. You just you just you're mad about that. Okay. Put her further <laughs> like, back. Just... We'll have to get into that more. So all the way at the end of the season. I mean, personally, I do think that some of these guys might be a little high. It's certainly getting crowded. We're telling you're saying that. All of these allies are see see her better, like and Susan especially. Eh. So I think she's helpful. I think I think she does get like an unfair amount of hate, but I think she's made some oh, really stupid you. choices. So like it's it's a tough hair to split between maybe people treat her too harshly and she's really dumb, so she kind of deserves it. So you know, like she, I, she didn't make her bad decisions out of being dumb. She did it willfully. But she walked into a vampire party. Willfully. She was full on selfish for that one. Well, see, a stumble is an accident. You can't be mad. Right, at yeah, well, I was like, you are usually on the side of but... disliking her. And it's like you're trying to give her like this excuse of being dumb. But like, no, she. No, she was dumb when the expert in in the the field that you're in plus also maybe somebody that you should be loving and respecting because you're in a committed relationship tells you hey this is really fucking dangerous maybe don't do it like i no i think i think it's just a, a colloquial again hair split where it's the difference between she's dumb but she's not a moron she's not you know she's not just like as as person who got kicked in the head as a mule and wandered into this vampire party she did a right. dumb thing but she did it to be she did it with like quote unquote her brain you know she no. was willfully okay. ignorant so the so the party is a hard pass and completely stupid because she took all of these risks to get a story for a rag it's yeah. not like she was going to get a Pulitzer out of this or any money or notoriety at all. The risk reward is so skewed in this that it could only be a stupid decision. Now, if we want to fast forward to the other thing that she gets shit on for, which is the whole Maggie situation, I that's one where I say, look, I don't agree with the call that she made, but she made the best call she thought she could in the moment for a bunch of reasons, blah, blah, blah. That's a bad decision or one that I disagree with, that's where I think she gets maybe a little bit too more too much hate even though I disagree with the way that it worked out and everything like that. The party is basically liquid stupid. Like, just straight up. She has been attacked by a demon. So she doesn't get to say, well, maybe Dresden's making it up some way or maybe, maybe he's stretching the truth or maybe there's some misunderstandings. You have been attacked by the supernatural. You fucking know better. And the wizard has said, look, the best way for me to protect you is you to not be there. And then no, I, you should I, get some extra weight because that person is also in a relationship with you. So you just kind of should be predisposed to trust them. You know, you I would know, agree. In, I, in, I, in, I, my, right? I thought it was dumb as a 
as an excuse, not as a multiplier. As a force multiplier, yes. This I'm rolling right, right along with this. Right. So so yeah, she so that started out dumb. She makes the best of it throughout the series and then makes some other questionable choices, we'll call it. But yeah, like but it starts off bad, right? Just like Murphy hooking up Dresden with handcuffs and full moon was just like straight dumb. Like regardless of, you know, the fact that she was within her authority and it makes sense and especially in the current climate, but you know, her just not listening to Dresden, that was the dumb part, right? Somebody that she has a professional relationship with, she literally hires as a consultant to be an expert and then won't listen to him. Now, I know for some of you guys, that's super real, right? <laughs> like we've all had customers not listen to us, but it's still dumb when it happens. And the, the level of dumbness with the risks and the rewards, you know, like it sets up a really great scene with him being in the jailhouse and everything like that. But overall, I feel like it's a pretty dumb decision on, on Murphy's part. Mm. So we could get more into that. I Murphy's. I'm done glad we went back to episode too. one again. Those, this was <laughs> I think we should probably that was place some of the characters we haven't placed yet. Yeah. Was... Who's next? F tier. Uh, <laughs> we can could, we could take the easy S tier river shoulders. You just say S tier. Yeah. You're insane. Okay. Well, we've gone full circle now. I think each of us has called each of the other insane by now. So, I mean, like, Brooker Show is not fine, but I, the reason they have a relationship is because he hired him to look out for something he cares about. His kids. Yeah, and then they became fucking yeah. buddies. Look. Look, dude, if you jump off of a castle wall into battle and your buddy here jumps in after you, that's bros, man. Like, mm -hmm. if if you are there fighting with an Archmage who lightning strikes a Dracula, the Dracula, and then airdrops grizzly form on him, and you're there fighting, that's a bro. So regardless how the relationship started in this case, like... Let's put him next to Sonya. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. He, no, he's, I, he can be. I, I have no problem him, with him in A tier. I just, he's not S tier. He's not can we present enough Ebenezer? to be S tier. Hmm? Fine. He's, I think he's just going to go up because he's going to be part of 12 months. He's oh, going to yeah, sure. do the training montage. We'll have to do all of this again listens. when yes. the new book comes we out. We should do it every oh, book. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? No. We'll just go, we just do a quick review, review for each list. We'll only take one episode of list. So we get Susan down to Z here. <laughs> right. Anybody I mean, it's like, it's, they become buds. He does a lot of good shit for Harry. He's like insanely powerful. He's he's and he, he's fucking he right. So he also won't tell him about being a Starborn because the plot doesn't ready for it yet. <laughs> Which is like, bro, it's book sixteen. Can we get to that now? You've been teasing it since book what? So. Four, I think. Well, yeah. yes, I have a vague mention okay. of him being something he was supposed to be. Can we put him above Thomas? Are people going to quibble? Yes, no, hold on. He, <laughs> he's not above Thomas. He's, yes, people. he's above Thomas. <laughs> no, like, he's not. Thomas loves Dresden, but Thomas is also an idiot and not especially powerful compared to fighting Dracula mono Thomas mono. is there okay. getting hurt with him every other book. Come on. Yes, that's, and that's why he's an A-tier. Yes, but he also puts his fucking... 
like yeah, he gets in trouble a lot for dressing this well, right? <laughs> this I mean, Rivers he has that Dresden trait of not talking to his allies. Sometimes right? he's required not to by his sister, who is also less of an ally. Yeah, that's why she's rated below him. At, at it, minus. it should. Yeah, she's not put, as high as an ally as Thomas. Put River's shoulders sure. between Thomas and Sonya. That's fair. River's shoulders isn't there very often. Versus the guys I, that are there so much more frequently. When he's there. Uh, fine. I mean, Thomas does right. have the, uh, he, he does have the uh, quantity argument. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, hold on. Let's let's take a let's take a count here. How many wars has River Shoulders started? Hmm. Thomas? Huh? Maybe he huh? was there in the French and Indian War. Maybe he'd kick that off. I don't know. Poor Sonya. He I don't know. So, I, I mean, Harry started a legitimate war. Thomas just started a kerfuffle between two people. <laughs> a kerfuffle. So yeah, the only reason why that didn't break out into a war is because, like, look, until 30 minutes ago, we were having sex. So I'm going to let this slide for about five minutes, but you better explain to me what the hell's going on around here. Well, because so. a Titan walked in and kicked the reality's best defender through a wall, and that kind of got Multiple walls. attention. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Through a pantry, a larder, oh. <laughs> a Burger King, and a Taco Bell. <laughs> it did change the tone of the conversation. <sighs> Do we spend the next seven minutes arguing about Ramirez? There really should not be an argument. He's yes, of course there should be. Absolutely not. He's F tier. So get rid of him. Forever. As several of Dresden's other allies have done, Ramirez has been doing something stupid for one book. Yeah, Doesn't he's not kind he's of not break up the whole camp kaboom, the duel in the deeps, uh, war cry. I'm gonna totally throw that out there as canon. Um, yeah. Deadbeat, you know, on and on and on. Come on. Uh, He's been and out. Molly, the Molly side story? Great. Okay. Poor guy. So I'm not not really sure that counts anything for Dresden's allyship, but you know. And, and okay. the, I, Mab. At least Ellie adjacent. Uh, it's like Dresden adjacent, right? A lot of the I've, I've never found there. Ramirez to be the strongest ally in the first place. It's not that he wasn't an ally, it's that. He's, I mean, even, okay, so in the Deeps one, they, the fight is about to start, and his first inclination is thinking Harry set him up because of the circumstance of it. Now, obviously, he comes to more or less later realize this was not the case, but he's still willing to entertain the notion that Harry set him up. Um, if you walk into a monster's lair with only the say-so of a guy who has a bunch of secrets, wouldn't you ask yourself, why are we here? <laughs> I mean, Wouldn't all the people that, that we have before. up in these high tiers not? Isn't that kind of the point? Some some of them wouldn't care, but right. you know. Okay, yes, so that, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's S tier, but he's definitely an ally, and he's no, a I, damn I, defective. Again, I'm not arguing he so. wasn't an ally. My I'm simply saying the groundwork was already there, where it was like he's kind of this cool side character who's quippy and nice, and everybody likes him. But as far as real strong ally goes, I mean he's. He's not really there for the the huge stuff. He's not there for Chichen Itza. We brush over him for that because there's too many characters. Sure. Uh, and then, so the first real big thing we get to see him in is this, you know, the last two books where he's actively antagonistic. And it's like, you know, uh, up until then, what is is he hatting up every time Harry calls? Not really. I mean, they have conversations. Does Harry call? 
Well, okay, so come whenever Harry's cold. We can't. Right. I don't think we can ignore the loyalty he shows to Dresden when, like, the whole searching for the evil warlock Molly, and he's like totally slacking it off. Right. Like, I, on I, no, actually, also I think proving guilty is probably mm-hmm. a little stronger. Where he's willing to go against the Merlin on Harry's side, that's probably even a stronger um, reference for his allyship. <laughs> I think it's also easy to overlook the fact that in Deadbeat, you know, any of the younger Wardens didn't necessarily take, um, um, God damn it, Morgan's side against him, right? Mm-hmm. His superior officer probably told him to treat him as a belligerent, and he's like, nope, anybody yeah. who lets me ride their dinosaur can call me Carlos. Yeah, so but then he did the soul gaze to Lucio and Corpse Taker's body and, yeah, figured it, that all out and managed to save Dresden from getting his head chopped off by Morgan. Mm-hmm. It's very useful. Right. It, yeah. it, so Ramirez and Butters have the same problem. They were extremely uh, sure. helpful, and then they just decided to, I'm going to distrust everything you say. Ramirez has more of a reason to it, though. He did have his back almost like ripped out of his spine. I mean, that's certainly probably affecting things lately. Um, you know, it. But but straight up, like, Ramirez, so Ramirez's distrust of Dresden in the deeps is not unwarranted, right? Like, and that's part of the problem too. Like, I'm not going to blame him for having a distrust for Harry because Harry literally has a fallen angel in his head telling him, uh, you know, ancient Etruscan. (laughs) So like, there's, there's a lot of, hey, would you like to explain why you're so in with the white court, you know, types of stuff, right? So yeah, I'm, I don't think he's S tier. I think, you know, maybe before peace talks and battlegrounds i might have pushed him that far or tried to um so i think the the bigger question just to kind of focus it in a little bit is would you put him somewhere in a tier and like as a linchpin do you think he's more or less effective than mortimer or butters for example i think butters is a pretty fair example but i think ramirez has also been way more effective than butters right so i think that's been more effective as an antagonist like I want to give him the points of being effective as a, a protagonist, helpful person, but also the the deception and everything he did in Peace Talk and Battleground was even more of a detractor. Deception or the tracking? Because there was a really that is the deception. deception. Yeah. I. I don't really feel that wasn't any more of a deception than what Harry did to him in his cloak, right? Like I feel like Harry definitely push the boundaries there a little bit further. What they did was wrong, but I don't see it as like just a straight deception. Well, the cloak, I mean, that that gets thrown back in his face and it's like, wait, no, you did that first. And then later right. on after the battle and everything where he throws all the deaths in Harry's face and this, that, you know, it's the whole, it's, 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 it adds the hypocritical angle to it that, you know, is part of the reason I, hate what butters does in skin game as much it's the kind it's the same kind of you know you you know better than this and you're actively trying you're actively deciding that we're going to be the we're going to be uh the antagonist here right so i mean so out of the a and b tiers um I don't think Ramirez has stabbed Dresden, but I'm just saying several of his other allies have. <laughs> so does how does that count? You don't really uh, love someone unless you want to stab them. 
So is that is that what they taught you? Yeah. <laughs> so director, personal question. How many times have you stabbed husband? <laughs> so, uh, never. Yeah, well, it's weird. I just... How many times have you been stabbed, Justin? Uh, by the wife? Or... <laughs> well, by, I guess anyone who claims to love you. Okay, hold on. I, would, I, would... I don't think she's ever actually stabbed me. How many times have I laid awake at night thinking that it's coming, though, is certainly more than zero. So, mm. so your relationship is on a stronger ground than the director's. Mm. I, we don't know. We didn't ask her the same question. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she sleeps soundly going, no, I'm perfect. No one's ever going to stab me. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't expect uh, to be stabbed and I would never stab him. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is concerning. So does he watch the show? Because <laughs> no. you, I'll give you my number. You can message me anytime you feel unsafe, dude. So... Unfortunately, I think I'm the closest regionally to you. So, <laughs> I mean, this first call my own one, but anyway. Um, all right. I mean, I would, I would personally let him slip as far as behind Sonya if we wanted to, and mm. you can fight me for every inch past that. So, but I think he should be at the end of B. Well, yeah, you want him behind. Yeah, I actually think I agree with that, and. Which one? The end of B. Boo. I don't know. I think he should be lower. So I guess that has to bump it up to the end of B because oh. <laughs> no one's going to put him down lower than that. You guys hurt my field ads. You guys are all going to feel silly when he comes around. No. <laughs> I guess I don't know. No, well, I'm going to feel, feel the same thing I feel about Butters is no, we're just rushing through this to give him back in Harry's good graces again. Yeah. Butters doesn't need to be in Harry's good graces. He's already there. That I can't I can't wait till we've got all the nights sitting around at Michael's in his garage drinking beers about how stupid Harry's been. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I hope Nicodemus firebombs the house when that happens. Hmm. Well no, we actually because Sonia would never partake in such a uncouth conversation. What firebombing Dresden's place? No, he would firebomb Dresden's place. In fact, of all the knights, he'd be the one most likely to actually use a firebomb. Right. Like actual Molotov cocktail. Yeah. So, yeah. Sucks for him that Harry lives it's in a, a castle now. So. <laughs> right. Do we want to save these two for a part four and we'll oh, add God. some of the others that we did? Who or... are we missing? Who at this point? Well, did, I mean, we said four. Kincaid and what was the other one? Goodman Gray. Uh, so again, no, no, conditional no. as long you, as they purchase him first. You're adding those two together, but there was somebody else that we didn't add. Mike the mechanic. Yes, yes, <laughs> Mike, Mike the, the mechanic. mechanic. That's what it was. <laughs> the mortal Smith. Yes. Then we'll put up Etri and Ivana, and now, so we should just do these ones then. Yeah, I think we push through. I think and we, we can pound through these two. Yeah, really, that's the phrasing so. you're going to use. We can so, ram it in there. Yeah, Uriel's <laughs> androgynous, man. He's got no parts. That's part of the whole thing. Didn't you, you don't know Dogma? that? You didn't take you whatever parts he wants. You're He's right. got I, no. It's I not that he has none of the parts. He has all of the parts. <laughs> Be not afraid. <laughs> Trench coat. That's right. That's a retail. That's like a Frank Miller retelling. Be not afraid is a homeless guy with a trench coat, but it's, it's just. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. When we're saying all of the parts, are we talking like he's got? Never mind. 
like keep going. Each size. Keep going or how does that level. work? Like, is he a penta penis? Every or, species, you know. Yeah, right. Like, does he have the corkscrew thing from cats and ducks and shit? No, that's, like, yeah, that's the ducks. The cats have the barbs. Oh, okay. The barbs, right. Yeah, Who? how could I forget? Sorry. Which <laughs> which of the animal kingdoms rape each other the worst? You know? Like, that would be the so. ducks. Yeah, it would be the ducks. Have you yeah. heard cats getting it on? Like, yeah, but the it's less rape and more just they like the BDSM side of it versus the uh, ducks will actually rape each other. I was going to say, I way further you. than... Yeah, I guarantee you, Cat Sith has enjoyed a good ball gag every now and then. So. He had one in Thomas's. It's car. not. It's not always about the abuse. It's just about boundaries. All right. So and communication. <laughs> yeah, communication. Um. Okay, Elaine. Like, See? I feel like, she, yeah, I feel like she should be kind of somewhere in the middle for sure. Yeah, I feel Billy like in Georgia esque. Like she's <laughs> nice when she's there, but she just doesn't. Oh, she was also lying to him in, in Summer Night. Yeah, so. She's pretty powerful. She's like She's been decent enough when she was there. I don't really trust her. Yeah, I know, because you you want all competition for Harry's affections to be booted down. <laughs> no, no, that's nothing to, do, nothing to do with it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm still squarely in the camp of Elaine gets the bad rep that you seem to think Susan gets directed. But I, I think Elaine's done far less to show her her stuff is could like I'm not going to be shocked if it turns out that she was the villain all along, but I will be a little surprised because it's just it it has not been enough pointing to this um, duplicitous. Um, other than so you have the first three books where Harry's got this opinion of her, and then Summer Night comes along and he gets context or what we assume is the actual context, and then it. And then from there on, it's just a, that book is self-preservation for the two of them. But she does come through in the end instead of just saving her own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other real strong one is White Knight, where it's kind of, you know, she's doing what he does now, but for the other side of the country. And she just happens to be brought in to yeah. this situation. In White Knight, she's definitely an ally. And in Summer Night, she's trying to be an ally. She seems to be waffling on it, as well as bound by her own oaths that she has to stick to. But um, there's these implications that in Summer Night that she is lying to him. Because at one point, she says that her debt had been given to Titania. But then at the end, she said her debt had been given to Aurora. And now that Aurora is dead, that she no longer has a debt. But that we know that's not how it works, because it would have passed with the mantle to Lily. Well, it doesn't mean she knows that's how that works. Right. Also, Fairies would Lily, have now it's, her. Would now they it's have? Awesome. That sounds like exactly well, the thing that wouldn't have I mean, her of. At I, some I point, get the feeling shouldn't shouldn't that yeah, shouldn't that knowledge just pass? Wouldn't it? Like I mean Lily might need like to a ask the question, but it, I mean at some point True. over a couple of years, she probably would have learned how to ask that question and figure it out if she has some form of tie to Elaine. Real quick, pro gamer move. If you ever acquire a fairy mantle, I think the first thing you should ask is, please list all of my assets and vassals. <laughs> and debts. Yeah, and just kidding. I think the Elaine of today would know whether or not she was still bound to Sarissa, for example. But the Elaine of yesteryear, I'm not sure she would have. Let's, and let's be real. Elaine's not exactly the first person to be on the lamb from the fairies and their debts, okay? So she... Right probably doesn't care or well, at least I mean, it's not it, come up in our story. You know? It's the same as Harry, right? I mean, 
that same book, she finds out his debt was sold, and he's like, wait, what? How does this? No, this is not a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the same kind of general principle. I don't think they know. And there's no reason for the fairies to tell them until it most benefits the fairy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But there is also um, this risk of she was working very closely with someone who is infected. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I like any distrust of Elaine isn't necessarily like directed at Elaine per se, any more than all of the distrust for Harry from his allies has been aimed at the fact that they can't trust his intentions and the people that he's working for. Right. Sure, Harry might be a good guy, but he's being played by monsters in the same way that Elaine was. She literally had a whammy from a dark wizard. And sure, that guy is D.E.D. dead, but who knows what else is out there? You know, not to mention the fact that she's one of the prime candidates potentially of being Kumori, right? So, you know, there's there's a lot of... <laughs> well, and being a, being a starborn herself, potentially. So it's a matter of whether or not... Right. She, I mean, if she's got the same obstinance that Harry does, then she's as much of a weapon and, and, and a loose cannon and also potentially unaffected by Nemesis. Maybe. Like, I think she's definitely there to be a, a foil of Dresden in a lot of ways and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, maybe underutilized in that regard, you know, depending on the story and, and certainly overall in the series. But, like, I don't personally think she, she's going to wind up being, like, a starborn right like we we found out that it was a period of a couple of hours right yeah well that, that's the thing that, i don't uh, know that he's settled on how this is all right whatever which hopefully we'll find out in 12 months you know when harry <laughs> finds out hopefully for the love of science no finally, because again but... it's gonna at the end of the book when he's supposed to get married and he's supposed to find all these answers and then he gets ripped into the mirror dimension right at the end so he finds right. out none of this shit or the kaiju steps on his castle or something. And then we got the whole book in the Mirrorverse where he finds out nothing because he's busy running away from the alternate people who want to kill him. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's entirely how it's going to go down either. But anyway, as as far as so as far as her allyship, like she's in in a lot of ways, she's every bit as capable as Dresden. And, you know, she's got her own stuff. Sometimes their goals align like they did in White Knight. Um, the the questioning her loyalty and distrust of her has more to do with the fact that she's been every bit as entangled with fairies or, you know, been mind manipulated. I mean, hell really at least twice, you know, the Scavis got to her as well. Um, you know, so there, there's always going to be doubts there until, you know, she just straight up says, yeah, okay, we're on the same team. We're doing the same things, that sort of thing, which we kind of got in white night, but I don't know. Anyway, I mean, that's the thing. If she if she turns out to be evil overlord ha version of Harry, it would it would only be like a slight step above Hannah Asher kind of coming out of left field, where it's like, wait a minute, right? Why, oh no, why, why is this anyway. a thing? <laughs> you, you you haven't built her up anywhere near enough for this, right? That's fair. I mean, you know, there's still books left. If she shows up in every single one of the next books, then <laughs> that could. I could certainly sway things. Yeah. I'm starting to think I'm predisposed to probably too rosy of an ending because I, I could easily see her fighting, you know, back to back with Dresden in the BAT somewhere. Right. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see where that actually shakes out. But 
I think it would be neat if the BAT, it turns out Harry's evil and the BAT starts down from Elaine's point of view and she's the new Harry. Boom. I, I'd be down with that. Like if this entire time we had the Dresden files, but then it turns out that she's actually the Starborn, <laughs> you know, like I, it wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't be the worst thing. But since it's his name in the marquee and it's not, you know, like some Seems other improbable, you know, yeah, some other neutral storytelling method or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, okay, ranking. Where Billy are we going to put her? Put her next Above? to Georgia. Above? Below? Below? There you are around more often. Mm, I'd say above Billy and Georgia. Hmm. Power I level mean, pulls it. Pulls she's got up. them in power. She's got them in history. Um, they have her in uh, quantity. Billy's definitely a little bit more antagonistic in some ways, and Elaine's actually put out for Harry, so, you know, it's a tough call, but... Matt is tier. Sex tier. That's what that actually is. That's sex tier. Poor Mouse. How do you feel about Michael's not getting the grace back after this one. We're definitely going to have to bump Marcone up, though, in the list, so... Oh yeah, the locker room. You know that should be a future tier list, right? So kill Mary. No, bangable. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of people uh, who are going to be all the same. Like they would fall under all those categories, <laughs> right? Yeah, but the order of operations does matter sometimes. Yes. So yeah, and that that feeds back to your original tier list. So. I think Mortimer is the only way you can get away with kill and then fuck Mary <laughs> being the order. <laughs> that's that's the only way it could possibly be done. He's the only one. Anyway, um, so EG, did you give us an answer above or below Billy or elsewhere? I mean, above. I would also put her above Ramirez, but you know, that's <laughs> above well Ramirez. Why that's yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but okay. Can we move Susan down now? Yeah, please. <laughs> so Uriel is going to be G tier. Give me a second to set that up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uriel is an odd one to try to put right or Tyrael. You know, how well level off the charts? Extremely limited. Seems to mostly have like seems to have done. Only good things for Harry, for as far as we know, but who knows what the fuck he's really done. Yeah. I guess there was that whole thing with the plagues. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he is the one that Mab likes the most. (laughs) I would say put him at the end of But also has less agency than her. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say so I'll put this right off the bat. I don't think he goes as high as her and other people in S tier because he's got still like a boss and he's still got all these um same boss as Michael or limitate well but Michael's got free will in a way that Uriel does hey. not. <laughs> um, I just I want to remind everybody that Uriel did park his grace somewhere so that he could stab a bitch if he needed to though. So yes, he did. He did as far as we're talking about the love scale, like that's he would he'd marry Harry. Well see if, that's the thing we're allowed. Yeah. That's the distinction, I think, is Uriel is an ally to Dresden insofar as he's an ally to all of humanity equally. 
Sure. Or maybe not equally because some people are are more important and favored, but you're not supposed to. He say seems that to have a angle. kind of a soft spot for Harry, probably because of his chosen oneness, like of whatever his destiny is. I'm sure he does, and this particular Dresden, as we'll come to find in the multiverse. Yeah, since, since he's, he's the one there's one Uriel for all realities, right? He's the Uriel. Mm -hmm. That's how we. That's how Jim he said is it. also willing to, you know, quote unquote, chuck his grace aside to save a soul. Whether that soul is Nicodemus or the um, the acolyte, you know, he he does it all at one big shot. But he's he's kind of an all he's an ally to everyone that wants to pull themselves up by their bootstraps type deal. I think and, I think I think S tier bottom S tier is fair because there's a lot of unknowns. But so far as what we've seen, what Ichi says. Uh, his power level's really high. He's only done good, th good, good things. But the thing, I think there is room in this story that for a lot of twists with him still. So, from what what we've seen, I think he's an S tier. I mean, me personally, I I have a hard time putting him above Molly, but that, that's kind of also because of Molly's placement. So. But that's me. Was that there when we replaced Molly? What? Was that the first episode? Yes. Yeah, I don't certainly. even remember. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't have been left off. <laughs> right. I mean, so if, if it was like Molly gets bumped up to the bottom of S tier and Uriel's top of A tier would be if I had my druthers, would have how I would do it. But that's me. I mean, I think I'm okay with Molly in A tier, but I think the, but that's because a lot of what drags her down to A is stuff related to map, and I wasn't there. She got placed in S. So. See what happens when you make life choices. <laughs> yeah. right, somebody else has to proffer an opinion here, because I gave mine. I mean I'm good with, with low of S because of all of his power. He's never been an antagonist, more or less. He's always been doing good things, but it feels like this giant unknown, so I don't want to put him above anyone else in S. He's He gave him soul fire. He's Which he was very quickly about counter, to kill himself with. <laughs> and counterbalanced. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit, he's a wizard. He's going to kill himself with his own power. Yeah. He he's been the balance to lash into the enemy multiple times. Yeah, and um, he, he's always been helpful. He's always been helping Dresden do good things. Uh he's never bounced his bounced his head around an elevator or tried to poison him with asps. Mab did that. Or, That's because he can't. He would yeah. if he could. So Probably. so Mab Mab full on just like she she's got the most love for Dresden because she's tried to stab him in his sleep the most times. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Listen, Uriel is first born in Egypt and all those plagues, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like uh, he can't uh, get down with the biblical stuff if he's allowed to. Right. Yeah. See, because to me, that's the only thing, right? Like, if he's allowed to, um, he gave Michael his freaking grace to back up Dresden, and that to me was an act of free will, even though I'm, I'm, it's obviously confined in a lot of ways. Like I, I personally would put him behind Mab if Mab's going to be up that high, you know, but 
Like, I understand he's limited, but, you know, if we're talking about efficacy, his power level is technically infinite because he's admitted to being able to unmake galaxies, right? So compared to all of these guys, he's off the charts, right? If we want to put him lower than, like, is he lower than Bob, for example, for his limited free will? I don't think he's that low. Um, because, you know, while he is limited with free will, he could literally give his grace up in order to go stab somebody in the face if he needed to. Not literally, but that's almost what happened, right? In in defense of Michael's family. That's a tough one to balance, but, you know. As far as his, like, overall impact on the story, yeah, he's he's quite a bit lower than a lot of these characters, right? Um, in Depending a way, like skin how you game look not at it. notwithstanding. Well, yeah. there's skin game, but there's also like, the story. amount of times he's he's been manipulating things from behind the scenes, like uh, I'd say proven guilty to making sure that Michael and all of the baby wardens showed up at the exact right time to save Molly's life. And does he claim uh, that, or is that there's that short there's scene. that short story? Yeah, the warrior yeah. was that the yeah. warrior. Yeah, yeah of all of these little things that Dresden is just aware of and can impacts just enough to be able to make good things happen. And Uriel is pushing him into the position to be able to be that fulcrum to make those changes. And then Dresden tries to send him a bill. And right. Uriel's, I mean, probably the reason that like Michael survived the small favor. I mean, there's 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 a lot of supposition there, but since some of it is obviously divine hand, I'm willing to allow it. But yeah. as far as like overall impact on the story, I think that's going to be his biggest, you know, mark against him. Right. Is because he's he's certainly there and whatnot, but yeah, he's not like, there. Right. Like, I mean, you could just straight up saying like the only reason why Harry made it out of Chichen Itza is because of divine intervention <laughs> and, and whatever. But as far as like you know, being present, you know, like. Yeah. So he's in this weird spot of like, he's definitely helping things behind the scenes, but we don't always know that he is there doing things. And so it can be very manipulative feeling. And that might be part of why this giant unknown of what is he doing? What does he actually care about? I mean, he cares about reality, same as map. Okay, cool. But he feels so like, distant and kind of cold at the same time. He's also Mr. Sunshine. Well, yeah, I think I think the difference is so like I think he does care for reality, but that's not his job. His job is to care about free will. So most of his balance and his machinations, especially where Harry is concerned, balances that out. Right. He admits sending butters in deadbeat is another one that pops to mind. Right. You know, sending an incipient knight of the cross to balance out a defunct, you know, knight uh, of the denarius, basically. Um, so like we see some of those things, the. You know, the fact that Michael and Sonia just get to, or in this case, Butters get to show up where they are. We don't always know if that's him directly. You know, we do know that it was him in Butters' case for sure. Um, you know, so so there's some of that stuff. But um, yeah, but he's he's balancing out that enemy, not even necessarily the outsiders, right? Have we seen him directly interact there in any way? Because um, he, he balances out Lash, Yes, uh, because proven guilty, if everything that Michael was doing was directed, if we can attribute that to Uriel, then Michael was fighting outsiders in the baby warden camp. Okay. Okay. 
that's that's a hell of a stretch, but I think you're right. So, okay. Yeah, so yeah, he what wasn't named as being the reason why anything happened in Proven Guilty. He wasn't actually introduced until a couple books later in Small Favor. But it's just like someone's manipulating things in the background, and he's the one who's put a face to it. So it's got to be him. Hmm. Well, I mean, we also have like. I guess it depends on how much more broadly of a of a question of angels versus outsiders there are, but you know you have um, Ethnew, who is not fond of Namshiel, and he's not even Uriel's level. So whether or not that's just a personal history thing, but it, you know they they are around, getting involved in whatever way they can, uh, at least having some sort of relationship with outsider adjacent people at worst. So if he's the reason why Michael's able to be where he is to get the good stuff done, does that make him kind of Michael's boss in a supervisory level and therefore rated above Michael? He's a person who puts in the ticket for Michael to go fix. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. He, he puts in the ticket for Michael to go do that, but he does that for everyone Michael's supposed to help. The fact that Dresden is the one we read about it happening with is... So that's that's why I think Michael would be higher than him because Michael is very much a Harry ally. Uriel is a Harry ally, but he's also just a people ally, more generally speaking. Okay. You know, that's what he says his job is. My job is to make sure people have a choice, not you, Harry Dresden, even though he, Harry Dresden is obviously implicit in that. And you're the one arguing for the bottom of S? Well, or, yeah, I would was, you put him? I was the one arguing for Molly ahead of him and him in top of A. But if it was bottom of S, that would be six of one to me. Okay. Andreas? Anywhere in S, I'm, I think I'm happy. Okay. Director? I'd say bottom of S because the personal loyalty of the other ones outweigh it for me. Okie dokie. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, like, in terms of power, he has more than Mouse or Murphy, but they have more, more than Michael Vetterong <laughs> map, too. He has more yeah. than all of them combined. Yeah. He is more than Ethnu, and she's the up till now otherwise strongest entity that we've seen, right? <laughs> Actually, unleash, you know, their power, but yeah. He just yeah, wouldn't be able to use it. And I'm sure he would do equally bad things as Faravax to reality if he did. So. Yeah, <laughs> worse because <laughs> I don't think sure. he'd. Ha I don't think he'd have to try. Right. Hopefully, he would be smart enough to bip her out to some place that they wouldn't destroy Chicago in the ensuing fight. You know, Man of Steel style. So <laughs> you I could just can't see. Believe. I still Uriel's can't got her in a headlock as her little eye is going to sweep that family for no fucking reason. You know, it's like thank you. So. That first fucking Superman movie still makes me angry. As it should. All of them. All of them. Yeah, they're all to everything. <laughs> Why did you say that? Does. <laughs> like, I'll thank you for the such good writing, such good plot. <laughs> Why did you yep. say that name? Whoever keeps giving him work needs to be shot. <laughs> um, so who's on for episode four now? We gotta come up with like a whole new list of or are we gonna be done with this? Who knows? I 
are we done with allies at least? And then we we can find another tier if we have to really start arguing. Let's we let the fans ideas. decide. Put it in the chat. Tweet. Put it on Reddit. Get us yeah. feedback. What do you want to talk about next? So just understand that we will ignore you if it's a stupid idea. <laughs> or we'll make fun EG of you. EG will ignore you. Don't discourage them, EG. <laughs> but. Uh, what? No one never. No one who suggests us things thinks their idea is stupid until I tell them yeah. it's stupid. There, there are no stupid ideas. Only stupid people. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> from six years old on up. <laughs> As we and start. next week, watch us talk about who fucking knows what. Yeah. You is know why okay comedy movies? Who knows? We're doing no, 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 what we do now. No, that's not that's next week. The week after. The week. two weeks after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week yeah, is we no gave topic. ourselves a month because 10 comedy movies that so remember the Ben and the director haven't actually watched any funny movies, so they had to watch like eight of the 10 movies. Whereas like you and I know comedy, so you know, we we gotta watch like Ben's movies. You know? Well, no, yeah, we just gotta, we gotta watch these other movies is. for pleasure if we want to watch a funny movie again. Right. Yeah, like who doesn't want to watch Ghostbusters again and Spaceballs again and Monty Python? Really, Andreas? Seriously? How old are you and you haven't seen this movie? Um, I've even uh, seen that one. What? Holy Grail. <laughs> I've no, seen Holy Grail. Blazing Saddles. I haven't yeah, seen Blazing Saddle. Well. Yeah. Oh. Post ranking wars? What we rank ourselves? How corporate is this podcast? I'm going to give myself a rating. Like, I'm obviously S tier because I'll, I was going to say I'll happily put myself at the top of S tier. I don't give a shit. I have the buttons. I have a title. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to have to show the director how to do the tier list so she can yeah. put this on our. You belong file. in D tier, director. <laughs> Harsh. Sheesh. She has. She doesn't have enough life experience to be ranked higher than that. She doesn't watch anything. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> she just is. What do you mean? She hasn't even thought about stabbing her husband. Like, really? I'm, I'm <laughs> serious. She hasn't lived. <laughs> oh, boy.